These are words and rules written by the author of The Dresden Files and the Codex Alera, Jim Butcher. I've paraphrased a bit because originally Jim was talking about writing, but this is a message that can apply to anything. Replace butt in chair time with singing or running or researching. It's all the same. Success doesn't come from nothing. As Jim says, T-A-N-F-L, there ain't no free lunch. Those words have always inspired me and motivated me and driven me to achieve, even when my natural procrastination threatened to take control. That's why I'm here. I'm your host, Danny McGeehan, and this is the Free Lunch Podcast. Welcome to the Free Lunch Podcast. I'm your host, Danny McGeehan, and joining me this week is my old friend. He's a creative. He does so many things that I can't remember half of them. His name's Brant van der Westhuizen. He's from Namibia, and uh, how you doing, Brant? I'm brilliant, man. How are you? Yeah, very good, very good. So I was going to start with asking where you started with creativity, but to get into that, I think it's good to paint a picture of what you do and who you are, because I looked at your Facebook page with your biography and stuff, and there's so much stuff that you do. So can you just sort of list off your what what it is that Brant von der Westhuizen does on his day-to-day life, I guess? Mm. That is tricky. Uh, whatever I like is probably the shortest answer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what I do mostly, most of the time is uh, professional speaking. Okay. I go around and I try and educate people that creative thinking is a choice, one that we do every day, and that you can be more creative your entire life long. Yeah. And so I suppose that that is the main thing that I do. Right. So you, uh, you do TEDx talks, don't you? Yes. Yes. I've done uh, yes. And you've also been involved in some, I think, non-profits. I saw one which was because you live in Swakopmund, I think is how you pronounce it, uh, in Namibia. Yeah, Swakopmund. And uh, there was like a thing about sort of helping children who don't have quite a lot to eat, you know, over there, grow their own food and sort of like, you know, so they can learn and obviously so they can actually survive, which I thought was really awesome. Well, that started in about 2015 when I was still a teacher. Oh, right. Okay. So and that's... I had uh, dinner with, uh, yeah, I had dinner with one of my colleagues from a different school and he said, you know, I I have problems teaching children. I said, you know, I'm a teacher too. I know that teaching children is difficult. And he said, no, but you know, uh, the problem is that I have these children that have to come to school with no food to eat. They go through the entire day of school and they go home, no food to eat, you know, and I have to treat them physically. And that just doesn't, that just seems insane. I tried to do something about it and I started the Food is Free Project. Yeah, they, uh, the Food is Free Project, which is I think is great. Um, and obviously you can't learn, you can't teach people when uh, they don't have anything to eat. And I just, I just think that's a great example of who you are. You are quite a kind person. You are quite a thoughtful person person again just another thing on your resume which is so you do heaps of things 
far more than I could handle at any one point. So I want to start with, because creativity is a big thing for you, and we'll get to that later, but I want to ask, when when did you realize that you were a creative person? It's a big question, but um, it's, uh, you know, I, I have my sort of examples of not having not being able to watch tv because my stepfather wouldn't allow it so i would write and i realized that i loved writing and that's uh, kind of how um that started for me so when it, where are your creative beginnings well i think i've been creative my entire life i just didn't realize that what i was doing was being creative uh i, I always assumed that creativity was reserved to being uh, able to play musical instruments or dance or, or something like that. It wasn't until I started becoming a professional speaker that one of the speakers at our, our convention called Frederick Heron explained that creative thinking is something that we do and that creativity is not reserved just for art or musical dance or something like that. It is a way of thinking. And he used various examples, and I thought to myself, well, I never really thought of it that way. And so I realized all of a sudden that I have been creative my entire life long. And so I started dedicating myself to learning more about what is creativity, what does it mean, the differences, and so on. And then it just takes me on to this wild journey that I am on now. That's that's uh, that's incredible. Um, and it's I think it's a great way of looking at creativity as well which is uh, something that you were talking about when you interviewed me on your uh, YouTube channel for your Imagineering series, which is all about, I suppose, engineering creativity into your life. And, um, exactly, yeah. And, uh, and, which was, and I was very honored to be on that, and uh, you can check that out at, uh, on the YouTube channel Brandt von West. And I'm the first episode, and that was a great honor. And I, I love that idea that creativity is just this thing that everyone has. Um, and so... Your your jobs when it comes to teaching, when it comes to um, you have you've written as well, but you also own a publishing company, and you um, of course you're a public speaker. So how do you try to use creativity in your either in the way that you live your life or in your profession? Sort of how does that sort of coagulate? I suppose. Hmm. Okay. Well, to me, creativity is all about changing your perspective on things. So if you see someone that tries to close a door and he he uh, starts slamming the door, you know, getting all upset about it, you know, because the door's not closing. Instead of saying, okay, hang on, the door's not closing, let's think of it more. Think, why is it closing? What else can we do? How else can we go about this? You know, maybe there's an obstruction, something like that. That's being creative in your thinking. That's just being more uh, open to, to looking at things from different perspectives, different sides. Also, like if you go abroad, overseas, and you can't speak the language or something like that, and people tend to speak louder rather than clearer, or try and find a different way of communicating. Like uh, if you go to, say, Germany, and uh, someone tries to ask a question, and you say, you know, I can't speak German, and it's like they keep asking the same thing. It's like, I can't speak German, you know, it's like you just keep on going louder. And so say, okay, how else can I communicate my thoughts or my ideas or my instructions? Maybe I can draw a picture, maybe I can use hand symbol, maybe we can use a bunch of objects that I've got lying around to sort of illustrate my point. And that's being creative in your thinking. Uh, it's not just dance, it's not just art. You know, it's those things too, but it's mostly a way of how you go about looking at the world around you. I really like that. I really like the uh, thought that it's kind of like, 
I don't know. It's kind of almost like a faith where it's just like, yeah, creativity is all around us. You just need to know where it is and how to sort of tap into that, I suppose. Exactly. Almost like magic, kind of. Yeah, like you, yeah. Like you said, you know, I, I do a lot of things because I see a need for it. A friend of mine wanted to write a book, and uh, he wanted to publish a book, but he was afraid that a large publishing company was going to to uh, dilute his message because it's not a very um, uh, what can I say? It's not very marketable. Let's say it's not it's not click or whatever you want to call it. it it's not clickbait. And it doesn't so, sell. You know, what, um, you know, yeah, you know, it's not. It's, uh, it's, it's his message, and he wanted to tell it his way. Yeah. He doesn't want to be lured by, by a lot of other fancy marketing and something like that. I said, well, I've published books before. I've written hundreds of short stories. Wow, um, hundreds. That's what incredible. What if I help you? You know, what if I help you? And so I started off and created the Scribing Dynamics Publishing House. And I consulted with him, and I worked with him, and, you know, eventually we, we published his book, and he was so proud of his book, because it's his message, his way, you know? And uh, he's just, he's on this roller coaster track now for, for publishing continuously, and we're handling all these books now, and I added some more staff and more team, you know, so I go. Because I saw an opportunity where everybody else would just sort of shrug and say, oh, well, what you going to do? So we were talking about achievements and your sort of, uh, you know, how achieving something actually does make you feel better. What do you think is your greatest achievement that your creativity has been a part of? What are you the most proud of? I mean, for me, it's quite obvious. It's this, this podcast. I love what I'm doing with it. I'm on iTunes. I've got a relatively serviceable logo. Everything's, you know, coming up roses. And for me, that is my greatest achievement when it comes to creativity. What is yours? Is it writing a book? Is it scribing? Is it, um, is it uh, the TEDx stuff and the, the public speaking? Sort of what, what are you really proud of that you look back on? I think my proudest moment is the Foodie Free Swapapun project. You know, it was, it was something, <laughs> it was not easy doing that. You know, uh, living in a desert, you know, the soil is not exactly conducive to growing vegetables. We struggled. We we pushed in the effort and, you know, sometimes it felt like it would be much, much easier to just give up. But we made a difference, you know, and soon enough we started. We, I started with a $14 packet of seeds, you know, just, just a $14 million packet of seeds. And I started growing them at my home, and then soon enough, I utilized all my skills from church masters, and I made deals and connections, and went on the radio and the television and the newspapers, you know, to sort of boost my project to help the children. And now it's a fully functional, self-serving garden that is doing phenomenally well. You know, it took like two years to get it to where it is now, but the soil is fertile. The the students are. They have their own sort of culture built around the garden. You know, it doesn't matter what sort of tribe they're from, what their background or history is. When they're at the garden, they created this entirely new culture for themselves. And they have leadership training in succession, you know, grade 12 teaching grade 11, grade 11 teaching grade 10, and so on, you know, how to service the garden, what to do, you know. And that, to me, is my greatest achievement thank you very much Bron. you can find him on linkedin youtube facebook um he doesn't do the tweeting though so don't get don't go on twitter 
and subscribe to me on iTunes, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, and SoundCloud. Leave a, re- a rating or a review if you like the episode. If you don't, I'd prefer it if you didn't leave a rating or a review. Follow me on Twitter at DanJMcGinn. And um, thank you very much to my audience for joining me on this adventure. Keep being great. Mm-hmm.